Hey, it's the Jersey Hardwood Podcast, sponsored by LG Insurance. I'm Steve Titchener, and the rest of the crew is back again on President's Day. We got Matt Lachlan and John McAlevey. Gentlemen, it's the uh, last week of February here on the doorstep of March Madness. So here we go. We'll start with um, Rutgers this week, started with Seton Hall last week. So, And we have to have a little review here, guys, because you know, last time we had the show, Rutgers had a great second half at Madison Square Garden and uh, big win over Michigan State. We knew there was a tough week coming ahead, and it sure was a tough week. Uh, they go out to Bloomington, out to... Uh, Indiana, Indiana playing very well, started out the season very well, and then kind of started with Rutgers beating them at the rack. And then they kind of had a tough, tough run, uh, but they're back to, you know, one of the better teams in the Big East, certainly right up there with Purdue. And, uh, you know, but still 66-60, you know, Rutgers was in the game, just couldn't um, get over the hump there. And, you know, Caleb and uh, Paul Mulcahy had four points between the two of them. So you get that from your captains on the road, it's kind of tough to beat a team as good as Indiana. So they fall on that. Trace Jackson Davis well, with 18 rebounds, 20 points, um, you know, played uh, like, you know, one of the top players in the country, which he is. And, uh, you know, they couldn't get that win. Go to uh, Illinois and, you know, they have never won in Champaign. And boy, they looked good. They opened up a pretty good, I think they had an eight-point lead at one point, four-point lead at halftime. And then Illinois goes on a 19-0 run. You know, listen, hard to win on the road when, when you go those on that kind of scoring drought. Between, huh? 19-0, I could have used a couple of those when I was coaching. Right. And, you know, Rutgers just, listen, they're not going to catch up after that. They just don't have the offense for that. But they have the offense that goes uh, goes on long, long stretches uh, where it just disappears. And that was the case. And and they look like they can, they never won in Champaign, look like they possibly could end that drought and ends up being, you know, th- you know, close to a blowout, 69-60. Now you figure, okay, they're going to come home to Nebraska and everything's going to be okay. And they lay an egg at the rack, just had a terrible night. Uh, they just look tired to me. Uh, defense just didn't show up. I mean, Nebraska's, come on, they're, they're not a good team. I mean, they do have some weapons, but, the, you know, they're, they're hardly a, a good team. Uh, the mayor. Yeah, they got that to me, <laughs> that Tomonaga kid, the the uh, Japanese um, Seth Curry, and he is a weapon. I'll tell you, the kid, he, he gets a, he has a sliver of space. He can shoot, and he's on target. And they they kept him in check in the first half, but he killed him in the second half. Really, they couldn't make a comeback because he got hot, and he just quieted the crowd. And that was the the the, uh, the trapezoid of terror was Candyland that night. It was the quietest I've seen the rack in a long time. And so, you know, they lose that game. And guys, they're reeling at this point. And the win at Wisconsin, to me, guys, was an absolute season saver. I mean, they were really, they were in a point where they were going to get themselves back on the bubble. I think with this Wisconsin win, they're safe again, although they still got some work to do. It was just a, a huge win for Rutgers at the Cole Center. And you know how close are you? Okay, so they had four four games now that where they were like three points and under. Uh, we know what happened in Columbus game where they it looks like they may have uh, or appear to get a bad call. Uh, Columbus in Ohio State they win that game, and then they they beat Purdue by a point at Purdue. They beat Northwestern by three, 
a late surge against Northwestern and again against Wisconsin, a one-point win. Those games could swing either way so easily from, from a team that looks like they're comfortably in to an NIT team just in those four games that are that close. And that's what you're talking about in the you know life in the Big Ten. It's not so much different in the Big East either, guys. But uh, Rutgers, uh, and you know, I'll start with you, Matt. I, I thought that that was a season saver, that, that win against Wisconsin, and now maybe a little momentum instead of limping into that Michigan game uh, Thursday night at the rack. Now they got a little hop in their step. Well, they should, and they've gotten guys that have filled in uh, in the absence of Moat Mag, and his loss has been felt by that team. And now you got to worry about Caleb McConnell, though. He yeah. suffered that tightened back, and uh, the word today from Steve Peichel is that uh, he he's not likely to play against Michigan. So you know now mm. Rutgers is really up against Michigan's not good, though. I mean, forget about it. I don't care that they're nine and seven in the conference; they're not good. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, Hunter, so Dick, but uh, you, you got to have players and now they may be without their, you know, one of their top guys, fifth year senior, great defensive player. And now mag certainly is out too. So it could be, it could be trouble. I, I think so. And, uh, and Johnny, you know, the, the injuries now I thought the Moat mag injury, you know, I, I knew he was important to the team, but how important, I mean, he, they were really reeling in the three games without him until they got to the Wisconsin game. And yeah, good point, Max. I didn't bring that up. Caleb McConnell was a late scratch uh, against uh, back spasms against uh, Wisconsin. And you're like, oh man. So that was, it was, it was a, it was a great win. The, you know, the bench uh, stepped up and I think uh, they're going to have to figure it out without uh, two guys. They're the two best defensive players, John. Yes. Well, as to coin the old um, Dan Patrick, you cannot stop, Moat Mag, you can only hope to contain him. <laughs> and uh, he really, he wound up giving them a lot. You know, I didn't think much of him coming into the season, and he really played well this year. They're, they're, they're missing what he brings to the table. Caleb McConnell is like, you know, he's 1A and B with Mulcahy. Those are your guys. I mean, he's he's like the, uh, um, the OG for this team, and they need to get him back ASAP because he does everything. His fingerprints are all over the game, offense, defense, you know, in transition, he's rebounding assists and blocks. I mean, he does everything. So they really have to get him back. And uh, I, I agree, Steve, that win at Wisconsin, listen, they're not vintage Wisconsin, but winning anywhere on the road, mm. uh, especially in February, is not easy. I mean, look at um, t- teams. It's it's hard to go into any building and, and win on the road. So. That was a nice one. The the Hyatt tip in was it on the was it in the cylinder? Was it off the cylinder? It was off. I mean, I saw yeah. I saw the replay a couple it times. It was absolutely was off close. the cylinder. It was close. You know, but uh, how about here's an opportunity for uh, Omarui to uh, Omori to, to show up. I mean, this guy was basically a McDonald's All American, a top fifty guy that they said this is a program changing talent. Let's go. Step up to the table. He did block the shot at the end. That was huge. Was it was a huge play to get out there. Come on. Let's he, go. He's got his finger on that, which was huge. I mean, the way Rutgers was going, you thought that would be on the bottom of the net if he didn't get to that, and he did. Um, and so that was a huge defensive play to pull out that game. But I know I agree, John. I mean, you know what? He, he He's rebounding. Um, you, know, he strugg- you know, he struggles down a low post. He's getting doubled a lot. Uh, he doesn't have a lot of moves down there. He's a guy that plays above the rim. So, uh, and then, you know, I mean, like in the Nebraska game, again, Paul Mulcahy, I mean, 
you saw what he did against Michigan State, driving to the basket. I mean, I don't know what was going on in the Nebraska game. I mean, I'm I'm seven rows from the from the court, and I, he's 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 five feet away from the basket. He's not shooting. He insisted on passing. He just kept he kept trying to, to to hit bounce passes to Cliff, who's who's double teamed, and the only chance is 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 if you try to bounce pass to him because he's got two little guys on him, and so it, he he refused to shoot really didn't get, I just, you know, and you said this before, John, that, you know, watching his game sometimes is maddening because, you know, he goes from playing brilliantly to what's going on here, whether it was a game plan or whether he just decided, hey, I'm going to be the assist guy here and I'm not going to shoot. He's a guy who can, you know, who can, who, who has a good shot and can make shots and can drive to the basket. So, I mean, really, I mean, when you look at him, when he goes, when he goes for 17, 19, and, and I mean, they win. Rutgers wins. Uh, you know, so uh, yeah, sure, he had six points and they pulled out the game against Wisconsin. But I mean, he what he had, I think he had two points against Nebraska. Um, and then he didn't score much on that on the two losses uh against uh, Indiana Indiana and um and Illinois. So again, and we've said this before, Matt, that it, it seems to the team seems to go the way the way uh Again, the way Paul Mulcahy goes, uh, and he's just a, you know he's an important guy. And again, I thought Mawat Mag would losing him would hurt, but it, it's hurt considerably. And then back to Michigan, Matt. Yeah, I mean they still got Hunter Dickinson. He's still big center in there. Um, he'll get his points. They got a couple good uh, freshmen in, in Jed Howard and and Kobe Bufkin, but. Uh, you know, it, yeah, it's not it's not vintage Michigan by any means, but you know, with these injuries now, and what it looks like Caleb maybe not playing Thursday, um, you know, there's still so there's some concern. But the Rutgers and it's it's a blackout night, and Rutgers really has to has to show up. Uh, the the Rutgers Nation, I mean that that place again, Nebraska was it was not by any means what what the home court has been. For Rutgers, I mean, and man, then Nebraska had a lot to do with that. They just kept hitting shots, uh, but uh, the defense was off for Rutgers, and that was a bad, bad show last time at the rack. So it, it's got to be better on Thursday. Yeah, I think it will be. Uh, Rutgers is a much different team generally at home. Uh, I think that the, the numbers would favor them, but if McConnell doesn't play, and right now as we record this, as you said, it's President's holiday, he's not uh, he's not going to play. So without him and Mag, they're in big trouble. They'll need Cam Spencer to open things up a little bit, and then maybe they can get a Murray down uh, down inside and kind of work an inside-outside game. Uh, but their depth is affected. They're going to be depending on guys, you know, like Hyatt and um, oh, who's the, the 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 kid who came in at the end of uh, Oscar Palmquist. Well, Palmquist. Yeah, and uh, Derek yeah, he's, Simpson. He's one guy. Yeah, Reber. exactly. Yeah, well, you know, and that's and that's the problem right there, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, their 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 bench has played okay, uh, in in since they've had to step up. I mean, Palmquist had a couple big threes against Indiana that kept him in the game there. And oh, by the way, you know, you mentioned Cam Spencer; he was huge against Wisconsin, so he came back. It's important, you know. It's kind of been, you know, a hot Cam and cold Cam is what we've seen this season, and when he when you know and when it's hot Cam. You know, again, they're they're a tough out with the defense that they play, but their offense just goes away too many times. And 
Uh, you know, it's really important uh, for the crowd to get after these these young freshmen for Michigan. Again, um, you know, Hunter Dickinson's got to scare you because he's, you know, he's he's you know a veteran player in the league, and you know he's not he, he's been to the rack before, so he knows what's up. And so, um, it, by and in Michigan, you know, listen is come on is the Big Ten, and they're always uh, if, if it's not a, 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 a top Michigan team coming in. Uh, there's certainly, especially with Rutgers injuries, there's going to be some challenges there. The question is, guys, I'll ask you, are they in regardless? I, I mean, I think there's still a little bit of work to do, but they've got some awfully good wins against, you know, all the all the ranked Big Ten teams right now. Rutgers is beaten. So uh, they've got some good wins in there, not a lot of terrible losses. And, uh, you know, uh, it, it, they might have enough now, Uh but I, I think uh, I think splitting the last four um, again get the one on uh, get it get your home games. But you know it's it's Michigan and Northwestern. You probably get Minnesota at Minnesota. Uh, the, the Penn State game going to Penn State's going to be tough. They're tough in their own building, so there's no gimmies by any means. And uh, I think still I think they still need one or two more just to make it safe. And then you're talking about seating, getting in a better position uh, for seating. So, John, what do you think? Do you think Rutgers is is in, or or they got work to do? Um, as you said, they have some really nice pelts on the wall, but I would not rest on my laurels at this point. I think they're maybe the last four in, or they're one of those play-in games. I don't think they're squarely in. I think that there's still work to be done, and um, there's some opportunities. The two of their after Michigan, they got to go on the road at Penn State and at Minnesota, and as we just talked about. It's not easy to win on the road anywhere. Mm -hmm. And then um, you, you follow it. Look who comes to town and ranked in the top 25 now is Northwestern. Yeah. who has some really terrific wins. They've been, they've been hot as of late. So there's an opportunity there. If they're still in the top 25 to pick, pick up another nice scout on the way to uh, the big 10 tournaments. Yeah. I, I think if what? you split, you're, you're pretty much right there and you got some work to do with the big 10 tournament, but if you go one and three, I think you're on the outside looking in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that's probably the, the way it has to be looked at Two two wins gets them in. They'll be, they'll have 19 wins. They'll be above 500 in the conference that gets them into the tournament. No question. Yeah. Yeah. So the, if they slip to one and three and then they're an out in the first round, then they have to sweat it out a little bit. But I, I think two wins gets them. I agree with you, Matt. I think splitting would be, uh, would be ideal. Again, none of them. When was the last time a team was above 500 in the Big Ten and didn't make it? Yeah, I mean that's. I don't even know. Yeah, I, I, you shouldn't ask a question you don't have the answer to. But (laughs) I'm not sure. Someone who's listening might say, "Hey, you dummy! It happened two years ago." But I'm not sure it's happened. So, yeah, so above 500, they're in. uh, No, there's there's no question. They and and as you know, John, as you said, that you know some really nice wins as well to go with it. So, um, but still a little bit of work to do. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk Seton Hall. Hey, folks, you're listening to the Jersey Hardwood podcast, and we're sponsored by a Jersey company. That's LG Insurance. I've known Aaron and his team for oh, over 20 years. Helped me with all my needs, residentially, commercially, and uh, they know the business up and down. Personalized service. You can always get someone on the phone. Uh, it's really a great experience. I recommend them highly. They're right in Long Branch. Uh, So check it out. Just search LG Insurance. They will cover your insurance needs and give you great service. That's LG Insurance. 
And we're back at the Jersey Hardwood podcast sponsored by LG Insurance. Let's talk Seton Hall now. And, uh, you know, since the last show, they pretty much did what they we thought they would do. Um, you know, lost to Creighton. Uh, Creighton's kind of got their season back. They were ranked early, ranked high early. And then they, then they had a little, like many of the teams that we're talking about, they had a little tough run, but their back is one of the better teams in the country, really. Um, and uh, well, at least a top 20 team. You know, uh, Seton Hall hung around uh, in the first half, but not in the second half. And uh, so they lose, and that's a home uh, loss as well. Then they go out to Philly, and that was a rock fight that was close. And, you know, that Bill, uh, you know, that that uh, Villanova pulled out. And that's the one that that really hurts, Matt, because, you know, they could, uh, uh, that could have gone either way. They took care of Georgetown, uh, good. And um, and then, you know, they they got the game against UConn at the Rock. Uh, and then, you know, to go to UConn and win that game, a tough one. And they fought hard late, but they were down too, too, too much and they lose that game. And now, um, look, I mean, it's about stepping it up at home. You know, it starts Friday. You bring in Xavier to the Rock and then you bring in Villanova. And then you got to go to Johnny's Friars, but but uh, Matt, they're by no means out of it. They're, it's it's really right in front of them. So uh, the, the tournament. Well, I don't know to be honest with you. I, I've seen this team play a lot. They don't pass the eye test. Okay. People can tell me, oh, they've got quad one win opportunities, and they have fate in their hands if they can win their last three. Well, good luck with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I don't care what their net winds up. I I. I just look at them and I say, this, this is not an NCAA team. They can't score. They don't have any size. They play with the heart of a lion. There's no question about that, but they're inconsistent as, as can be. Look, with the exception of the Villanova game, they've beaten everyone below them in the Big East and they've lost to everyone above them, which to me is the definition of average, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I wish it could be better. And look, they can win. I don't know exactly. Fremantle is back for Xavier. He's been shooting with the team. It's close to his return. Uh, they said it was four weeks when he broke uh, his foot or whatever it was, ankle and sprained it, whatever it was. And uh, he's close to coming back. He can change the equation. Without him, the lack of size that the Hall has is not going to be as much of a problem. The crowd will help them. But I just... You know, you watch them and you just you just wonder like how how good are they? I don't I don't know. John, can yeah. can Seton Hall beat Xavier? Yeah, well they can beat Xavier. Yeah. Okay, they lost they lost by three at Cintas, so they can definitely beat them. Yeah, and as Matt points out, without Fremantle, you're looking at Nunji in the middle and he's more of like a sort of a stretch five. He likes to hang around the perimeter a little bit and shoot some three point shots. But um you know, Sean Miller is is quite a coach. He's got a he's got a nice team there. But as we talked about earlier, it's hard to win on the road anywhere in any league. So Seton Hall absolutely has a has a chance. It's a, as you said, it's Friday night. The place will be rocking and rolling. I think it'll be a, a big crowd. Um, and then uh, Villanova comes to town, and this is not your father's Villanova team. Um, be it as it may, what's the old saying? You never want to be the guy that replaces the guy. And Kyle Neptune might still be a terrific coach down the road, but you know, they are really struggling this year. They're hanging around 500 and, you know, even when they're in games, they don't really scare you. I mean, 
Uh, Saturday, they were up in Rhode Island, and Providence had a big lead early. Villanova came back, actually took a lead in the second half. But, I, you know, as a fan, I never really felt that it was going to get out of hand, and we wound up winning it by double digits and stuff. So it's, it's that's definitely a winnable game. They, they could get that, and no one's – no one is, um, you know, without their warts. I mean, they could go up to Rhode Island. Seton Hall has given us fits up in uh, at what used to be the Dunkin' Donuts Center, but is now the AMP. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they have three games there. If they were to knock off all three of them or, or win both games against the ranked teams, then, yeah, I, I think you're you're right there again with, with a little – uh, meat still on the bone at the Big East tournament. Who knows? They could sneak yeah. in. Yeah. Like, well, that's I, I, I yeah. No, I'm saying I, I agree. They can. I just don't know if they can. Right. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know if they can run the table. Well, back right. to look. They're nine and eight in the in the conference. All right. So you 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 go. You get home. You get to the Rock, and you you win those two games, and then you're you know you're guaranteed. You're eleven. And, you're eleven and eight. You lose to Providence at Providence, which well likely is going to happen. It's a very good team. We'll let you talk about Providence a little bit, Johnny. But you know they're in the tournament as far as I see it. Um, and you, you know you're an 18 win team. Um, you know I see. Come on, you see that 17 to 18 team win teams get into the tournament with from good conferences. You see it all the time. I know I see yeah. that. So no. I I just, I just don't see them winning those games. I just okay. don't. Okay. I mean, they could, they could win. They could be Villanova for sure. They could be Villanova. Uh, playing at Providence, which hasn't lost at home this year, is going to be hard. Fifteen. So it comes down to Xavier. I mean, look, it could happen, but I mean, they, they also lost Kadari Richmond early in the UConn game, and I don't know what his status will be. I mean, okay. it's probably a good break that they don't play until Friday. They've got this mini bye week, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> I look at that team. They don't shoot well. They, they're shooting free throws a little better lately, but they're still a bad free throw, uh, free throw shooting team. They can't rebound. I don't know how they're doing it. I yeah. really don't know how they're doing it. When your best front court player is about six, six and a half, six, seven, that's not good. No size. No yeah. size. They got crushed by a much bigger dominant UConn team on Saturday and the inside game was non-existent. Uh, well, yeah. like again, but we'll say, listen, they fight like dogs. Uh-huh. I mean, Holloway generally has them ready. Sometimes they get out of the gate with some slow starts, but they'll, they'll make you work. They, they play hard on defense. I just don't yeah. see how they can Matt, score. Forgive me. Forgive me. Uh, Cause I, I just don't know what happened uh, with Alexis Yetna. Is he done for the year? Did he ever come back? Did he ever try it? What, what happened? He should, Sits on the bench. He's got a knee injury. And no, uh, I guess about a month ago, as questions kept piling up from the media to Holloway. No, Holloway just, you know, in a, in a, he was upset with the team performance. And he just said, you know, he's not coming. And he dropped the big F-bomb too. So, okay. uh, but he's there. He's on okay. the bench. So it's now, not will like he be back next year? Will no. he be able to come back next year? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I'd be surprised. He's already about 37 years old. So, <laughs> well, Matt, you, you interviewed, I'll go back to you. You interviewed uh, Samuel, Matt, and he more or yeah. less said, Hey, we can play with the best in the country. And, and, and here you go. You got, uh, you got two games at home here. 
Xavier, then you got Villanova. You know, they're, they're, they're plus 500 in the conference. Hey, they beat Rutgers at Rutgers. It's not an easy thing. Rutgers played, Rutgers is beaten. We just talked hey, about hey, it. They beat some very good teams. ranked in the top 25 no big, 12, uh, big 10 teams. 100%. So. so, I mean, here it is. And you're probably getting, there's probably some, you know, it's probably not fair that the Big Ten's probably favored in the selection committee over the Big East. And, you, and you're probably asking the question, why? But, uh, and that's fair. It absolutely is. But we think that they are certainly in a position to get themselves in the um, in the tournament, despite you're not being sure that they they can pull it off against uh, the, these next two uh, opponents at, at the Rock. Uh, and then they go and play Providence. And Johnny, give us a give us a couple minutes on your Providence Friars, who um, are having a pretty nice season. It's it's come out of left field for me. I mean, they had basically they rebuild the entire team. It's a, it's a completely new team outside of Jared Bynum and. Ed Croswell, who two years ago was a roly-poly who couldn't even get off the floor and shot about 30% from the free throw line. He's now morphed into like, you know, one of these really good role-playing big guys who's averaging, I think, double figures. And um, It's the beauty of the portal. I mean, Ed Cooley lost his entire team from last year that went to the Sweet 16, and he rebuilt his team this year. He went and got Bryce Hopkins, who may be the one of the top five or 10 uh, portal uh, signings in the whole country coming from Kentucky. It's amazing. He couldn't get off the bench at Kentucky. and He's averaging almost 17 and, and 10 in, in a really good conference. He got this kid, um, Devin Carter from South Carolina. His father, Anthony Carter, played in the NBA for 100 years. Yeah. And the kid is just like the Energizer Bunny. He just does everything for the team. And Bynum was out. He missed a couple of weeks, and they really didn't. They were able to uh, sustain the, the good play, and um, it, it really and truly is the, the miracle of putting putting guys together in the portal and then Ed Cooley being able to meld them together. Early on, they were terrible. And and 15 and all at home. Really well, bad teams. They don't lose yeah. at home. Well, I, what's, yeah, what's... They, they, now, nowadays, they're not losing at home, which is, again, it's, it's, it's really a, a tribute to him. I mean, the guy is... He's a terrific coach. There's a reason why he was national coach of the year last year. He just is able to, to, to work his magic with these guys. And they, they all really enjoy each other. I know my, my nephew is a manager on the team and they, they all go out together and they, they hang together in classes and Charlie's having the time of his life. And so it's been, uh, I was, I was thinking, you know, last year was so good. And for a Providence fan, Matt, I know you can, you feel this way with Seton Hall. I mean, we would have great years, but they would be followed up by like a dozen years of just mediocrity. And then, Oh, we have a great year. We go to the sweet 16 and then it's another 20 years or so of <laughs> just, you know, not great. So I thought, Oh my God, my nephew missed all the fun by one year and he's going to go right down <laughs> the toilet, but he, but they're having another great year and he's looking forward to it. They'll, they'll take them to the big East tournament. You know, the freshmen don't travel, but they're going to bring them to the tournament. So he's really looking forward to all that. And how about so, this, guys? How about Seton Hall going to Providence for their life and having to win that game, man? How exciting would that be? Right? It could happen. Yeah. Well, it could. Yeah. It could. I, I, you know, obviously I'm down on the club, and, but it, it's up to them. I just don't see that they have the manpower to do it. However, if they are able to split at home or maybe win both at home and they can solidify their NCAA resume. 
they will give Providence fits. There's oh, no yeah. question. But I mean, they 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 should have beaten them at the Rock. Yeah. They let that one get away. But Seton Hall has not. They've gotten somewhat better, certainly since the start of the year. There's a little bit more flow offensively, but they're just not a good offensive team. So that, that's what can. Yeah, but they're good, they def- enough points. good defensive team. And what do you say, Johnny? Defense travels. So we'll see. That should be, I, yep. you know, I bet, I'll you know, I'll tell you this. Goes. That's going to be a close game. That, that game at Providence with Seton Hall, it's going to be a close game. I would, I, 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 I would bet on to that. I would think so. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So we'll know a lot in the next week or so, guys, heading towards uh, March Madness here, man. Exciting time of the year. We're going to cover the whole way. We'll also check in on the other New Jersey programs as well. That'll do it uh, for this week. I'm Steve Titchener with John McAlevey and Matt Lachlan. Uh, check us out on, you know, we're on Spotify. We're on uh, uh, SoundCloud. We're on iTunes. Uh, wherever you find your uh, your podcast, we're on that directory. So we're on plenty of them. And so check us out. Check out our site, moresportsnow.com. And we'll catch you all next week. And we'd like to thank our sponsor as well, LG Insurance. Bye-bye.